Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm on my way to getting a little bit tipsy tonight. It's remarkable how excellent a glass of champagne can taste after you have not drunk for the whole week. Actually, I drank last night. That's a lie. Jessie and you drank on Monday at my oh, birthday. Shit. Okay, In I didn't fact, drink on do Tuesday. Know, do you know how much that sake was for that teapot? What? £29. Sorry. Now, don't be sorry, but I just was astonished. It was very good. It was delicious. I have remortgaged the house to pay the bill. But besides that, <laughs> um, it was wonderful. You were like, no, it's on me. I would have been having my Soissant Nerf party. Oh, no. This I'm is so on me. sad. My playlist I'd worked out as well. Wow. What was it? Oh. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Yeah, it was a bit of that. Je t'aime. Did you just want everyone to have a massive orgy, Mum? Yeah, I just wanted to dance and have fun and just dance all the old temptations and and four Wait, tops you... and just have a great, great party. Oh, next that... year, Mum. Next year. Anyway, back to the podcast. We have a whopper tonight. We've got Grace Dent, the restaurant critic and excellent writer who has her own memoir coming out called Hungry at the end of this month. And I've read it and I loved it. It was brilliant. It talks about her life growing up and getting into journalism and has so many nostalgic moments and about her relationship with her parents. I have to tell you, I think I feel dobbed in it a little bit. Why? Because she's a bloody food critic. I know. And, you know, it, it's nerve-wracking. This is our second food critic. This is our second one. Jay it's Rayner a bit nerve-wracking. And I just think that I'm sure she's going to be terribly nice, but I've watched her on MasterChef. She can be very mean. <sighs> so, despite my anxiety, <laughs> I've done lamb meatballs yeah. in a tomato and harissa sauce, lots of lovely herbs in, lots of fresh herbs. I've done rice. And sweet potato mash. Okay, because, yes, sweet potato is seasonal at the moment. And I love it. But I do find it problematic that we're going to have it with lamb meatballs. I'm sure it works, but I do love your microwave onion well, rice. I have so done, done the done microwave that. onion rice as well. So we'll see which Grace goes for. We'll see. It's a bit like the Labner test with Tom Kerry. Yeah. And so I've done lamb meatballs in tomato and harissa sauce, a courgette and sweet corn salad with feta and ruby chard. And then for dessert, you told me not to do what I was going to do, which was a fig frangipan tart, something really haute cuisine for Grace. I'm doing bloody trifle. Everybody's told me she'd prefer it. Well, look, all I'm saying is when I got her book, we got sent Angel Delight with it, a sachet of Angel Delight, and I haven't had it forever. 
But Alex Ware, Dr. Alex, said that he felt like a trifle would serve Grey Stemp better. Hit the spot. Actually, tonight's episode is in partnership with Sainsbury's. And we've done a special segment at the end of the episode to tell you how I made all the food. What Grace talks about in her book is talking about um, how she loved going quite drunkenly with her friend and having, she's very into herring, or she was, and bagels. She's born again Jew. Born again Jew. She talked a bit about some Jewish stuff and I thought that was quite funny. Jessie haven't got over Bake Off this week. Why? What happened? Rainbow bagels. Oh yeah. I'm very upset. Well, they're kind of trendy and Instagrammy, aren't they? I don't like it, Jess. It's a travesty. That's not what you want your smoked salmon on. Bloody rainbow bagel. The gay community may say otherwise. I don't think the gay community need a rainbow bagel for affirmation. That's all I can say. I agree, actually. I might be be wrong, but I would not want a rainbow bagel. Please let us know at hello at tablemannerspodcast.com whether you need that rainbow bagel in your life or you think it's slightly disgusting thinking about all the bloody colouring that's gone into that. I think you have to overwork the dough to get the colour to go through all the dough. So I don't understand how they made it work. Grace Dent coming up on table news. the other thing is Jess what? she likes a red lip you better get yours back got on mine then, on darling well I've made zero effort you've made she'll the joy th- of a she'll podcast. look at those bloody shoes and think Christ wherever come to <laughs> those are not fine dining shoes darling actually they're kind of what you'd wear in the kitchen they're those Birkenstock clogs well but... it just shows you that you can wear those things and not do the job yeah <laughs> Come in. I don't know why I'm nervous. Oh my god, why are you nervous? <laughs> oh my god, I'm nervous. You're nervous? We're fucking nervous. We've got to feed you. You're nervous. I've been having a heart attack all day. Nearly had to go on Valium. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers darling. Darling. Thanks for coming. Thanks for yeah. making it through the door, babe. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, Drink I know. up. We were more nervous than you. Everybody gets nervous when I'm coming for dinner. Yeah. That's yeah. what Jay Rayner said when he yeah. cooked for him. He was like, don't... What did he say? Don't... You don't need to roast swans. I'd just eat <laughs> anything. <laughs> I, but he's your great anything. fan and said, you must have Grace oh. on because she's fabulous. Bless his heart. You know, I, I get to hang out with him a lot at MasterChef. And we have a really good time. Like, they let us drink at MasterChef. Do they? Do they? Yeah. They let us have a little glass of wine when we're... Well, the other day... I was need it. Well, no. they, just, they just kind of crack open a bottle. And oh, you're like, that. I mean, it will... I often feel bad even mentioning it because I think that someone will complain and then it will be taken off us. But I always, you know, I think that most jobs could be improved by being able to drink. Well, I, <laughs> that's what we like yeah. in the evening yeah. I have actually been in bed all day Why? have you? are you okay? Yeah. have you got Covid? Uh, I haven't got Covid I've got a hangover ah, drink up Grace <laughs> is this your first drink since? this is my first okay. drink and it's absolutely it's just it tastes like mother's milk it's just literally <laughs> it's just taking the edge I think that's why I was like nervous why outside why did you have a hangover? well I haven't really been out and socialising almost all year we've been trapped in the house and people haven't been going out and then I met my friend Tom Parker Bowles for lunch yesterday and it was one of those where we met at one o'clock and we were still out at 
seven or eight and it wasn't like really late but it was still it was one of those sustained afternoon drinking sessions where you suddenly it was like it felt like old times in a really strange way where you suddenly get kind of hurled out back into Soho you know and you you know and you're out in exactly and you're just standing woozily in the street like trying to look for your own taxi but you have to put your hand over one eye to focus <laughs> and like, w three two and then when i got home my bloke uh was was just you know obviously he was just eight o'clock to him so he was normal so then you have to be normal oh, but yeah. you're doing everything really loudly and it kind of crashing and go you know so I did get away with it for a while and then he just went god you're absolutely plastered aren't you <laughs> what were you like, drinking champagne wine gin and tonics oh, but like, it was a yeah, shit mix of lots of things. of those things and where did you eat we went to Noble Rot in Soho. Oh, I, I've got to say, when I walked into Noble Rot yesterday, it was like being on Cheers. Like I walked in and everyone's like, yay! And every table seemed to have somebody on it that I knew. But and it felt like everyone, everyone was just beginning to kind of come out a little bit. And But we're all going to get chased back into the house. I mean, look. Do you think? I worry about um, by Christmas how many restaurants will still be up and going. Oh, no. Because it's just, it's not just like the restrictions, it's more people just losing the will to actually put your clothes on and go out when you've got to be back in a taxi by quarter to 10 or whatever, and then the taxi's got a 2.6 surge on it, you know? That's what was happening last Saturday night. You know, people were setting off in London and it was like £14 on the way there and like £46 on the way home. And it's little things like that which will chip away until the fact that places are just going to shut, you know. And, uh, and it, you have and to it have long lunches well, that's from what one I till was ten. Doing. <laughs> exactly. And that, in a, in a way, that's why I was being incredibly patriotic yesterday and keeping the country running. Of course you <laughs> <laughs> But I woke up this morning and I just... Uh, I mean, I'm, I just think... As I say again and again, I'm too old for all this shit. I've really, I, I go through a point where I'm really good and I'm goody two shoes for ages and ages. And I'm like, a, you know, I kind of, I feel quite Gwyneth and, and I kind of write pieces about how I'm really on top of things. And, you know, I kind of use my pressure cooker and steam vegetables and, <laughs> and then I'm in the zone for a while and I wear smaller dresses and everybody tells me I look wonderful. And then I just, can go off the deep end again and then everyone see me and go whoa you look well and I'm like yeah I've put a stone on again <laughs> it's like it's that it's I, I'm kind of up well and you down, look particularly gorgeous thank you thank you Honestly, fabulous outfit like gorgeous just, nails this was, I thought um, you usually wear a red lip or do you not no I always have um generally big eyes and a neutral oh, a lip neutral or lip. one or the other one or the other Is oh that's what Jesse told what? me you should I always do. think me and you when I I've got to say well, I've Jessie, got no makeup on when today, I see so I'm really you sorry. when I when I see you on things I've always whatever you have on is is always my type of skin tone and colouring. So oh. I always see her like on things and I yeah. think, oh, that's... We all have people who we kind of go, whatever you wear, I would wear. I'd say who else with Vicky, Vicky off um, Line of Just... Well, like oh Duty, God, Duty. She was at the Hootenanny and I was oh there and, and I accosted her really 
aggressively and she's never been on the table management. <laughs> so <laughs> she is so chic, her. isn't she? She's amazing. I was walking past Marks and Spencers once and uh, they had her in the window in about six different outfits, right? And like one thing led to another and about 20 minutes later I was like clomping out <laughs> Marks and Spencers with all six with all outfits. Put them in my cupboard. You know, it's just that power of suggestion. How funny. No, well, is. that is a huge compliment. Thank you. But I wondered like, about the red lip. Really made an effort oh, so I feel really embarrassed now because I've literally only got boy brow on my bloody eyebrows because well I don't know I was reading I your book in my, the bath oh, I had you. the best afternoon ever oh my god it's really wonderful mm, I loved thank it you. how's your dad uh well um the headline is my father is still alive um I don't know I mean I haven't I haven't been able to really see him in lockdown and I had this really big and I'm sure anybody listening to this, we're all in our different levels of pain and bewilderment with lockdown and not being able to see each other. And uh, and with this, I had a big talk with my mother today and I said, Jesus, you know, we need to go in and see him. But by the time we, he's, I don't think he'll remember us at all by now. And if we go in, we're going to be completely masked up. And it just feels so like it would be easier to not upset him to that level. And then we had this big conversation and then we decided, I said, look, I'm going to come up. And even if I quarantine somewhere in the lakes and then come and then, and then she rang me back and said, no, they've closed the whole home again. So yeah, people that don't know the situation, yeah. your dad has dementia. Yeah, he's got dementia. And yeah. he's in a home now. So yeah, I mean, he's, um, I've kind of lost him. Well, with dementia, you lose people in kind of the tiniest incremental steps over, you know, over weeks and weeks. Although it isn't really as linear as that sometimes, because sometimes you lose them, you lose them, you lose them, but then bits come back and it gives false hope. And then it's it's just horrible. The worst. I really, I really do think it's the worst. But um, so I think with the book, you know, it isn't just about that. It's uh, it's a book about food and what we ate, um, what my family ate in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s in the north. And, uh, and it's, about, it's about my dad and how much I love my dad. And then you do start to kind of see at some, at some point during it, it's a memoir that things are just not all right with my dad. But, you know, my dad was always pretty eccentric anyway. Like, I, as I always say, I said for years to my mother, I really think dad's got dementia. And she said... He's not got dementia, Grace. He's just a dickhead, right? And like that was, <laughs> and that was went on for ages. I mean, I think that people that are dead close to us are often eccentric anyway. So how do you tell, darling? Can you fill her glass? Yeah, oh God, let's have her. Tell you what, let's get. You grew up in Cumbria, which yeah, which town? Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah. On the edge. Is it very much the Manhattan of the northwest? Man- <laughs> very. So when very, you went yeah. on your holes. Yes. Did you go up north to the lakes or down to Blackpool? You see, uh, oh God, Blackpool, of course. I mean, whenever the sun shone, we were in Blackpool. It's like Peter Kay always says this. You just end up like emotionally scarred as a child because every time the sun comes out, you get taken <laughs> to Blackpool to go on the beach where there's, you know. So that's where sorry. I went for all my childhood every <gasps> oh Saturday. My, God, my parents were, de- I was brought up in Manchester. So every Saturday. Were you? And my parents would take us off. My father would say, I think we'll go for a run out. 
Saturday right, or Sunday, yes. and we'd get in the car, we'd end up either in Blackpool or Lytham St Anne's if we were being a bit right. posh. Okay, do you know something recently I've been thinking about moving to Lytham St Anne's? Why? Because when I you was, want to play golf. The food scene. Because, no, the food, well, I don't really know what's don't going on there, there is but a food I want to leave, uh, I want to have somewhere else outside London, and I keep thinking about Lytham, and it's funny, you've just said that. When I was a kid, people thought it was posh, didn't they? And that yeah. must be in my they head. They thought it was so posh to Northwest people thought Lytham was yeah. posh. Yeah. How funny. Yeah. So you went Did you used to go to the lights? I was, that's my, that was my the question illumination. to you. The illuminations. So it's the best thing. Always, and you had to... You, we would get it, it was always raining you'd get loaded into the back of my mother's like maxi or cortina or whatever she was driving and then you would go down and yeah and then just drive very slowly and it was wonderful the illumination and, and the tram that came along the that, tram. Was, that was lit up was so fabulous and it yeah the best was if you ever had anyone with a sunroof and my dad would let <laughs> me stand <laughs> through the sunroof to watch it was but just it was. so fantastic it was magical. You know, yeah. I've been making these shows for uh, BBC Four called What oh, We Were Watching oh, okay. at Christmas. And uh, and we've kind of branched out to uh, talking about, like, you know, summertime specials and things like that. And we get the chance to go into the BBC archive mm-hmm. and get all these things out, you know, get out the footage of people going to the lights or, you know, summer, you know, end of peer specials. And to me... I, I, it makes me, I think it's quite magical, you know, because things aren't, you know, things are so much more complex now. Yeah. <laughs> Grace, um, I don't think you should end up with your weekend you home at Lytham. You don't think I should go to Lytham? No. Do you not? No. Do you think I'm kind of, I think do you think I'm building nos- a fantasy land in my... nostalgic, but I don't think it'll be... Mum, I feel like we may have some Lytham okay, listeners. Okay, we might have some Lytham... may feel otherwise. I, you know, I don't know whether I want to go and spend all of my time back up in Cumbria... I don't know. Things are confused. I'm at a confused part of my life. But good, good confused. But the arc of the book, yeah, it's about your relationship, your family, and yeah. particularly your dad and yeah. you. And, and, yeah. and I found that a really beautiful interaction. I mean, it, you sound like you were so close, but yet there were things that were unsaid, and that was really interesting too. <laughs> yeah. Like well, some of the children yeah, yeah, that all you that. never talked about. Yeah, I mean, look, my, uh, you know, I, I hope that I pay my dad uh, justice through this he's he's a really um Character. really funny man yeah. he's proper scouse properly funny great timing and he was sarky and we had a thousand in jokes so yeah it's 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 about families the book is about you know being in your living room and like you know what a normal night in is actually like but that's why goggle box is good mm. that is what a normal night in and you know you, normal families just sit in the living room take the piss out of each other all night that's what we do so I, I wanted to examine that and uh yeah it's, a, it's also about your journey as a journalist growing up and coming of age journalism and this like there's not so much about you being a restaurant critic it's yeah. like it's at the end but it's very much about family but yeah. tell me about like the the initial the kind of opening is about Sketty. <laughs> so Sketty uh is my dad making spaghetti bolognese mm. when i was a little girl one of the first things i ever saw anybody cook was this thing called Sketty. uh this was uh really disgusting mince bought in a bag mince mince beef yeah he would chop an onion. This was his one recipe. 
He it's only like had, every dad's one recipe. He had, every, yeah. he had one recipe and it was sketty and uh, the sauce was made from, uh, so mince, onion, and uh, the dream ingredient, a tin of uh, tomato, Campbell's tomato coagulated soup. This is what Can we thought. Oh yeah, this wow. is it, this is it. And then it would, the, it, maybe a bit of salt and white pepper from a canister. Like that's just, we didn't, up in the north in the 70s, we, we never saw ground black pepper. We never, we didn't, we didn't, uh, I don't think we even saw a tin, a tin, in the 70s, a tin of tomatoes. If you wanted to add tomatoes to this sauce, it was, it was a Campbell's cream. Did you tomato. love it? I bloody loved it. I loved it. It was just sweet, stodgy, sketchy. Can you make it? I mean, yeah, but I mean, I do shy can away. Cook, yeah. yeah, I can cook. Yeah, I can cook. I mean, I'm a very capable, uh, capable woman in the kitchen. I can properly, if you wanted me to lay down dinner for six people, six nights in a row, I can bloody do it. But yeah. do I have a water bath in my in my kitchen? No, I do yeah. not. You know, am I? I, I'm not interested in kind of sitting in with a, you know, um, a Rennie Rizepi. Yeah. yeah, I do not have a Suvi. It's that, um, I mean, people like JR are very into that. But I, uh, I, I think that I always kind of make people laugh and go, oh, you know, but if you wanted a shepherd's pie or a curry or a pie or, you know, a, a Sunday roast, I can do it. And people kind of laugh. But I think, I sometimes think that that is overlooked in our society, that we praise men who can do these amazing incredible you know cook this you know a wonderful michelin star but there has to be some middle ground between the people that can do the michelin star cooking and and people that can just cook and uh just cook just be and there's millions of people that are too scared to cook like, so therefore they can't cook a bloody thing so i'm i'm kind of a big uh i love to be very proud of the fact that i can make a shepherd's pie without a recipe but I think, I think I'm a competent cook. Yeah. I don't think I'm competent, a great cook, but I'm a yeah. competent no, you're cook. Not, you're more than a competent cook, Mum. You're okay, a great darling. cook. No, I can cook, but I panic if you... Like, I've been really worried about cooking for you. Oh, Only because, know. yeah, because I've seen you on MasterChef. I know, Grace. and I am an absolute bitch. I've got to... What? But <laughs> do, do, do they make you? Because a mole, we, we shouted, <laughs> we had a mole on, and we shouted at him, and I said, a mole... Less of that. You're mm. really unkind. You're a nice South London and boy. And he said they edit it to make me look meaner than I am. Well, no, you're yeah. really that bitch. I am. I am. <laughs> Are you supposed to be? Do they say, look, you've got to play the bitchy bit? No, nobody uh, on MasterChef tells you to do anything. There's no direction whatsoever. Um, I would. I mean, I'd, I would definitely say that uh being mean is more in, is more interesting mm. probably so whenever you do say an absolute zinger of a line it does go in and you know six months later i'll be on twitter and i'll suddenly see someone people just going mental like about what a bitch i am and it'll be like at some point i'll have been lovely 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 all day lovely filming lovely just be trying to be so twee and lovely and then someone will bring something disgusting and I'll go, oh God, I wouldn't serve that to my Labrador or, oh, these churros, they look like cat turds or whatever it is. And then that'll be the line. And then they put that out. But it is so, a bit like when people go on X Factor yes. or something and they can't sing. Yes. And you think, why are you there? You actually, someone needs to tell you you can't sing. So some, but and actually by person. the time they get to... 
that bit where they serve the critics, they should be, <laughs> they're supposed to be quite good. It depends which one you're talking about. If you're talking about amateurs, yeah. those people. Some, I mean, look, some food that we get served at amateur level... Is it really bad? Yeah, it's horrible. <gasps> I tell you the worst one is Celebrity MasterChef. Oh, yeah. Celebrity MasterChef is... You don't need to hold back on that. Oh, it's terrifying. Like, some of the stuff that comes through, I'm actually still physically and mentally scarred by... (laughs) Who's dead? Sid Owen serving me gazpacho. He's supposed to be a (laughs) cook. His gazpacho was... That's a very bold move. was ...was just a tin of tomatoes roughly chopped red onion and some garlic served cold and I will just always remember him he was so nervous and by the time he came through the door he was just "Ah!" you could hear him coming like really deep breathing and then putting the gazpacho down so just literally yeah I'm just going to put this in the I can smell already that it smells absolutely (laughs) amazing you know what this is the best thing my mum does this microwave onion rice oh my god it's the best. I mean, honestly, chicken stock, half an onion, rice, and jobs are good in, in the microwave. Best. Oh, that looks so delicious. A sweet corn and courgette salad. So can I move in here for how long? <laughs> oh, yes, I feel like this is the start of a beautiful relationship. <laughs> this, is this is it. I'm, I'm just going to edge this girl out before you know <laughs> what it. What are you I'll talking just, about? I thought it was going to be I'll me just be, you. I'll just be here every night going, just <laughs> You know, I live so far from my family and nobody cooks for me ever, hardly ever. And like, have someone like, I mean, when I'm not at restaurants, I mean in my house. So it was just like, I just feel like I'm sitting I don't have to write anything about oh, this. So it's so really nice. nice. <laughs> I'm just Rich, like, Rich, you always can. Is, no, there, it, is there, yeah, is there a different, it's a different way when you go and eat out and you have to write about yeah. something. It's, yeah, and everybody's really kind of waiting for your views, whereas that was just just a big plate of happiness with after it to a girl who's who has been feeling a little bit fragile today. <laughs> I'm like... I'm glad it's worked. There yeah. you fucking go, Mum. There you go. Grace, um, I, I make happiness. Grace, I need to ask you, we ask everybody. Go on. You're about to go off to a desert island. You're about to have your last meal for a long mm. time. You get to choose it. Start in Maine, put drink of choice. <gasps> drink of choice would be um, a pina colada. Mm. Which I think is happiness in a glass. Mm-hmm. You and Amor Raja. There you go. Pa- pina colada... One person orders it and everybody laughs and then everybody orders it and it sweeps through the entire bar until everyone's having... I do like a glass of champagne. That's what I would have. I think that you can never be truly sad if your fridge has got champagne in it. If you've got like a few bottles of... I mean, I I like Tattinger and I'm sure there's a way of saying that that isn't like Northwest England. Tattinger, I love Tattinger. No, I'd have a bottle of champagne... I would have a really, my last, my, my desert, it would be just something like a really good roast dinner with really great roast potatoes. I always say that the best Sunday lunch is the second Sunday lunch you have when everyone's gone. Mm. That's the best one. In the sandwich? You know, like, oh, no. I was like, you put, so what you do is Eat you... Eat the gravy. Exactly. You, you make Sunday lunch for everybody. You listen to all of their news when they come round, and then they all go. And that's when you change into a, a loose-fitting pant. 
and you move into the living room and you watch Antiques Roadshow with maybe a small, I'm going to say like a kind of a pasta bowl, like a, like a, a pasta bowl with uh, some microwaved heated up roast potatoes, maybe a slice of stuffing. Yeah. Maybe some chicken and some gravy and some kind, some maybe hot, maybe something hot, like a little bit of mustard or something like yeah. that in it. And then you sit there and they eat it alone and no one else can have it. Yeah. I did that. Maybe another little glass of red. Maybe a glass of red. We're about to have trifle. What would be your dessert? Would it be Angel Delight? I absolutely love Angel Delight. And I, um, have you had Angel Delight? I've had Angel Delight. And actually, I haven't had it for a very long time. Mum is just whisking the cream in the background. Sorry. I've had Angel Delight. No, I've had Angel Delight. We used to have it in the house, but I haven't had it for so long. And when we got your book, you you had a little sachet of Angel Delight, which I actually haven't whipped up for my kids because I'm too scared if I give it to them, it's going to be like crack. You're just going to demand it in a lunchbox. But I haven't had it for a while. I think that it's probably not as great as anyone actually remembers it. But, you know, it comes from a time when... There was nothing else. Angel Delight was 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 widely uh, sold before the big supermarkets came, and you could get pre-made trifles and all these amazing things. I don't know what's in Angel Delight, we but you can. You, no one needs. It's probably best never to ask. Yeah. Actually, I think you just you just make it with milk, and then you just stick. You don't even have to stick it in the fridge. You can literally just stick it on the side, and it's just it's uh, it's space food. I mean, it's very clever, and it's and it's stood the test of time. Do, but I don't actually know anybody who buys it still. No, no, no. I don't. I don't know who buys it. I think it's mainly shoplifted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I um I want to know more about being a restaurant critic. Okay. Because right. I want to know: is there anything that has just pissed you off being on the menu? You're like, oh my you god, fucking assholes! Look, I feel one of the problems with being a restaurant critic is that you're never allowed to have any problem about it because, really, it is the greatest job in the world. It's like moaning about being yeah. Princess Margaret. You know, it's like mo- <laughs> it's like moaning about winning the lottery mm. you know it, it's an amazing job however it is still a job yes. when it's your job uh there's plenty of things that piss me off you know and you know it pisses me off i review exactly like a punter going out mm. i don't review like a critic and go oh i hope to, i hope i go out tonight and it's a really shit night so i can write a really funny shit piece i never think that right. you know if i meet you and we go for dinner, I which, don't, we, I, which we are, <laughs> I don't think, God, it'd be so amazing tonight if we get there and the service is terrible and they ignore us for ages and then the food's shit yeah. and we both sit awkwardly looking at shit food. No, I go and I, I want it to be an amazing night. So, um, you know, I am constantly upset at people that open restaurants that have no business opening restaurants. But I think that... Opening a restaurant is one of those dreams people have. Yeah. You know, and it's one of the stupidest things. You might as well go and throw money, you know, off a cliff. It's one of those things people think, oh, I would be so happy if we opened our restaurant, but, and I would just cook and people would come and they would love me. And it's not. It's opening like a rowdy place where people come and block your toilet all the time with like <laughs> toilet paper and then moan and then go home and slag you off on TripAdvisor and you're there forever. It's like you're in prison. You're in there seven days a week. <laughs> people go mental. So, um, I, I, I do get annoyed all the time. But I mean, I do try to rein it in. Oh my God, this is like a trifle. 
Yes, yeah, a trifle. From, from boxing. You see, this is why you're going to get phased out, because I appreciate the trifle, right? I look, this is it. I, if I was your daughter, every day I would look really excited about the trifle. This is it. I'm gonna I love that she's planning her phasing out of me. Thank you, Lenny, for the trifle. It's really good. Um, I, um, oh, it's this. I never think be. trifles are very good when you eat them out. Apart from That's Tom Kerridge's one at Kerridge's was fucking great. Yeah. Um, it had white chocolate in, which always causes me a little bit of concern, but no, it was fantastic. I don't think a trifle should have chocolate on it. I think I that's agree. a perfect trifle. What your mum has recreated is the absolute classic trifle. So many people try to mess about with the trifle. Yeah. What we want is, we want lady fingers, we want jelly, we want custard, we want cream, and then we want something on the top to make it beautiful. It's not jelly. That's it. What, what is it? What sort it's of is that? Swiss roll and, Swiss and tinned raspberries. raspberries. Oh my God, you're a woman. <laughs> After my own heart, it has to be shop bought Swiss roll. Shop, you didn't. I don't want did to. You did, I, I don't want no, you making your own Swiss no, I roll. Didn't. Jessie, help. This is the thing. I feel like. It's would you like some grey? I would love some. I my, would love some. I love how so it's so simple. Yeah. It's tin raspberries with shop bought I'm Swiss that roll. Because in case you say no, very much. And this is why and I, I have much have respect for you. Oh. oh, you've got a macadamia on instead of yeah. almonds. I love you, Mum. Whenever you make this, it makes me happy. Mm. And Alex was right, giving Grace the um, oh my God. the trifle. You can have some more, Grace. I'm very happy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Can you get a table anywhere yes. at any time yes How even you... in like the rule of but six but do you give your proper yes. name don't you have to give like go in to... with a, a, mus a moustache and dark glasses no but when you I need just... a table well right because you don't <sighs> want them do they want them to know you're your there life, they are always well I don't book under my name if I'm going to review I don't go hello Grace Dent's come in however the minute I walk in, they're going to know it's me, aren't So they? you don't because... wear a moustache and dark glasses and well, trilby? Well, I've always thought about doing that, but I think what people will say is, why is Grace Dent wearing a moustache? <laughs> 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 That's what they'll over into the corner. Uh, I, but then I always think that um, when I walk in and people begin to realise it is me, there's only so much a restaurant can do at that point to make things different better yeah yeah i mean they can maybe give you slightly better service you get a few extra helpings but like even so extra helpings are not going to make any difference to me because the only food, thing yeah. that i have in abundance in my life is food there's always food coming there is never so if you give me a little bit extra something to me i'm a bit like i'm a bit weary of more food like, I so don't you just want, want tasty morsels. I just want little little bits because I'm always kind of clawing back calories. So like if you ask, if you kind of send seven or eight different 
extra courses. I mean, I always say that when you're in a restaurant for that long, getting sent that many different courses, if it's a tasting menu especially, you'll end up with about 22 courses, and that is technically kidnap, you know? You just want to leave by that point. You kind of, oh, my God, let me go. Um, so can I get into anywhere? Normally, yes, and it, it embarrasses me. However, it embarrasses me to have to do it but I will uh, if I really need to get into somewhere. I would never do it myself. I, I, I would get somebody else to say, is there, is there a space? It's, and there always seems to be, and yeah, somehow. And you sometimes get and you sit down on the seat and it's really warm and you know that some poor person's literally had their food, <laughs> their dinner whisked from underneath them. Where but, would uh, you go for your birthday celebration? Right, for my, because uh, it was my birthday the other day, and I just went with a couple of friends and we went to a nearby place called Big Joe. It's a bakery, a big bakery pizza place. Um, I always go to different places. I go to Zadell quite a lot. I love Cafe Zadell. I, I love it. Brasserie Zadell. Yeah, Brasserie Do you go Zidell. there? Do you go for Jay's music. But isn't that exceptional? I but think, the atmosphere yeah, is great. I don't think that the food has ever been the reason people go. It's a very... You go to hear Jay play. I, uh, I, nobody <laughs> goes to hear Jay play. It's this, I mean, the, he's, he plays even when he's not asked to be asked to play just... <laughs> just he if he's listening to this which he will he hears everything i ever say about him no um look i think that saturday night in brasserie sadell just off piccadilly circus uh you walk in it's the most enormous dining room i think it's the Fabulous. biggest the yeah. biggest dining room in london and there's loads of tourists there's loads of london people there's drag queens theater people you know, completely, you know, just normal, kind of really nice, nerdish families. There's everybody is there. And it's, uh, and when you walk in and there's music playing, it's, and, and you know, the, the front of house, there's tons of front of house and it's like crowd control for them. You know, they're just trying to get people in and out. And it's just, it's a, it's a proper mood, you know, you go yeah. in and you're like, okay. Great and cocktails. It, yeah, yeah, like great drinks, great, great, like, wine. It's good, it's good. So I, I do, sometimes I kind of go back there. I, I wonder if I go back to remind myself why I keep staying in London, you know, because I've, I've got a house in London, and uh, London is hard. I think as you get older, London loses a lot of its appeal. Do you and think? Then, Even though you I'm older, so I don't, I love it. You see, yeah, do you never kind of want to, have you ever thought about Lytham? <laughs> No, bloody heaven. Let that be high, Grace. Thank God. I'm so glad I met you because you completely caught me out Could you imagine? I'll probably ring you in about six months and go, thank you so much. Don't Just go save to myself like £500,000 or something and bloody yeah. going to buy somewhere in Lytham. Because and I've been sitting there in my kitchen going, oh my God. Why am I in no. Lytham, you'd be saying? Yeah. There's some good restaurants up there. Though. I think it's like I miss the North. I really miss. Yeah. I miss. Well, I love I Manchester. I miss the Northwest, you know. What's your idea of a fun night out apart from Brasserie Zadell? Um, my idea of a fun night out is going out with my uh, very small clique of friends um the people that are actually normal people who are my actual friends who are like actually lovely who is just a very small clique and uh probably just going out for something very simple like pizza and lots and lots of red wine that's the thing that I've missed the most um 
during lockdown. It's not it's not the big things. It's not the big things. I like that. You know, when everyone's just arriving and it's it could it's not Pizza Express. It could be Pizza Express though. You know, and to just sit around. And just to have a little bit too much of that, like, really crap red wine. And I like that feeling of kind of just, like, kind of spilling out into the street and hugging each other. And these are, the, do that these are the things that we all... That's what I miss, Me you know? Too. I want to know your karaoke song, if you right. have to. Jesse okay. won't have anything to do with it. I would. Karaoke. You have to choose a song by people who sing in, 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 in a way that you, can, that you can kind of pull off. For me, Heather Small from M People. <laughs> but your voice is like Literally a bloke. Literally anything by anything by M People. I might Have do. Got a deep I voice might then? do moving on up. I might do. Would you? I might do. I might do. I might do one night in heaven. I might do one night in heaven. One night in heaven. One night. In but does it matter because everyone's no, it I'm one matter. of those people that I'll go oh I'm not doing karaoke I'm not doing I'm not doing karaoke I'll come along I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do it and then I get the microphone and I'm like <laughs> and I'm just like and then I'm kind of swatting people off like trying to you know I, I love I actually love karaoke you do MasterChef would you ever want to do your own show oh god desperately <laughs> yeah I mean I desperately do I kind of what's um, next then the memoir is coming out at the end of this month well you know i just kind of i do yeah i do want to do my own thing you know i watch i watch it all the time and i watch other people doing other things and i think god you know i want that and you know i'm always kind of being told by tv execs that i'm a breath of fresh air but i mean they mean common that's what they actually mean. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they do. They actually do they're like they're like oh god you're so it's you're such a breath of fresh air as a restaurant critic I don't know, let's see. I mean, I've been, I'm making pilots all the time. Who knows? But you are, you're a star. You are, like, I kind oh, of Grace. feel like you should, everyone... But, I mean, but I know the thing you're on... is, but you're not a bitch. I, do you know... To I, be I, honest, you're absolutely not. I Slightly know. disappointed. Could have been a bit harsher. I, I honestly think I am not a bitch, but what I have on television and in real life is a very sarcastic tone of face. You're very, exactly right. Very, I've got like literally... A I've sarcastic got a, face. I've got a sarcastic bitchy face, <laughs> right? And people come up to me all the time and they think they're being nice and they come up and they go, oh, I love you on telly. You're just like my sister-in-law. She's a right bitch. And I think, <gasps> and I, think I kind of get that. You know? and, and I think I do have this kind of... But I did this as a child. As a child, I've always had this presence. I am a bit Darth Vader when I turn up. I'm a bit like, you know, you know, and it's all a bit. I, I do. I think it's the way I hold sarcastic myself. Face. I've got a sarcastic tone of face. Grace Den, do you have good table manners? Uh, I think I have the best table manners because I've got good posture. And if you have good posture, you can get away with anything. You can still be sitting at the bar at 2.15 in the morning, absolutely off your head. And as long as you've got good posture, everybody believes that you're just Princess Margaret and not, you know, that's, you know, the, that's, that's it. That's the best Literally, we've ever had on table I have, so I have great, great table How manners. How have you got such a straight You are quite regal, know. actually. It's just, quite, it's just quite, I don't know, it's just... Yeah, you, it's just regal. you do have, like, a big bosom, so this you think maybe that I think kind of... She's like, not got a big bosom, she's oh, got no, a normal yeah. bosom, they Jess. Are, you so have no bosom. No, they are, like... No, they're they're beautiful, it's a beautiful bosom, They are, they're just absolutely, like, they are... They they fluctuate and at the moment they? they are 
enormous. I've just literally been to Greece and I had to find a swimming costume. I've been to Greece twice this summer. The first time I went, I went with my friend and her children and they were so appalled when I came out in a bikini. <laughs> that they just were so positive I need need to go and find a proper adult swimming costume and the second time so it was it was like this this time and it had like big underwires and stuff to try and keep them in place anyway so that's me that's my tits oh my god (laughs) that's me that's That's Um, my tits uh, Grace it's been such Such a pleasure pleasure to have you you. and like I'm I'm glad that you didn't run away at the door Um, yeah guys I um, I was a little, yeah, I was scared at the door and I realise now that what I actually needed was a nice dinner and a good laugh and a glass of wine and that's what you lot gave me. I've had such a nice time. Good. I just feel like I've been here like 10 times before. It's very strange. You can come again. Basically, Mum, I didn't think Grace Dent and I were going to be such marvellous friends, but here we are. She's given me a mobile phone number. I'm about to text her. She left about five minutes ago. And the rest is history, as they say. New bestie. I mean, I'm going to be the John Tarode to her Greg Wallace. I want her life. I want her life. Darling, your life's okay. I did all the bloody cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Your life is fine, girl. I must tell you, I'm quite tired. Just imagine that being your work. Like, I'm just going to go and eat. I think it, it would spoil eating out, though, wouldn't it? Well, we like, should have asked her that, shouldn't we? Yeah. Grace Dent's book, Hungry, is out at the end of the month, I think October the 26th. Darling, she did like her food. Yeah. She wasn't sniffy about food. No. What I've made. She was, like, enthusiastic. More enthusiastic than when she's on MasterChef, the professionals, yes, are you I trying think, to say? I, I, think she, I think she was, darling. She needed it. When she closed the door, she said, thank you, I needed this tonight. And I thought, you needed the touch of the Lenny. She was such good fun, wasn't she? I had leopard print on, had high heels on, had leopard her hair print, in this light. heels, great scaffolding. Just fantastic. Lovely girl. Loved her. Also, listen, I want to, I actually, this is close to my heart. A friend of mine, Rosie Saunt, who's a nutritionist, and actually her, she's called Saunt because she's married to Aunt Saunt, who lived down the road from us in Clapham. And bizarrely, they did my Hindu when I was going through a gluten-free episode. Um, they did a gluten-free supper club that was delicious. So anyway, we've kept in touch and we know each other. And they had a beautiful boy called Enzo who had leukemia and sadly passed away this April. He was ill for a very long time and he fought and fought. And they have started this campaign called Blood for Enzo which is just trying to spread the word about trying to get people to give blood because blood banks need it, the NHS need it. And so if you're able to give blood in little Enzo's name, it's amazing. But if you're not, just spread the word. It's hashtag blood for um, the number Enzo, E-N-Z-O. And just wanted to send them my love because they're doing amazing work in his memory. And I've seen her on Instagram reposting all these people that have not given blood before and they have in memory of little Enzo. So I'm sending them love. Blood? I've never given blood. And from this campaign, I've put my name down, but I can't get a slot at the moment. What they say is don't worry about not being able to get a slot. It's really helpful if you tell them your blood type because certain places need blood types. Are they open? Blood they're banks? open and okay. they're everywhere. You look, Millwall. 
have a blood bank area. Like the football club. There's so many that you wouldn't... You put in your, so do you know where your nearest one is? Well, yeah, I put in my postcode and you just go and okay, on the NHS great. website. Give blood, blood for Enzo, sending love to Rosie and Anne and thinking of little Enzo. So yeah, anyway, I, we don't do that that often, but I just thought it was a really important cause. Uh, we Thank you, Grace Dan. We love you. The book is amazing and your company is brilliant. I just would love to see you in action in a restaurant, to be honest. Actually, I'd just like to see you again. Mm. Please call me reply to my text and uh, everyone i hope you're enjoying this the music that you listen to the brilliant table manager music is by peter fraser and peter duffy and thank you for listening Jess, can you put those in that cupboard there, please? Jess? Yeah. Just put those up. Oh, my God. Why is custard so delightful? Um, hello. So this is a new little segment that we've decided to do for this. We've decided to tell you how we've made the main today. Big love to Sainsbury's, who have the most fantastic seasonal produce and who have sent us all the ingredients for today's episode. Mum, the menu was... Harissa meatballs, meatballs, lamb meatballs. Lamb meatballs with a, a tomato and harissa sauce. Yeah. With a, I think, a very autumnal salad. Tell me why it was autumnal, because my mother. Because corn on the cob is delicious at the moment. It's just sweet and gorgeous and in. Mm. And courgettes are also gorgeous at the moment. So they're, I, they're in abundance. They're in abundance. I, Sorry. I griddled some courgettes and I griddled whole sweet corn, then took the sweet corn off the cob. Yeah. And I put it on a bed of ruby chard. And I put a few ruby chard leaves on the top, which makes it look like autumn leaves. How thoughtful of you, that yeah. oat cuisine. But the, um, and I'm going to serve it with sweet potato. Which I think is slightly questionable, but I know it's in I season it. at the it's moment. It's in season and it tastes great. Where did you great. have lamb harissa meatballs with sweet potatoes? I think it was in a Moroccan restaurant. Okay. And so the meatballs are super easy. Tell and me it, how you made them. Because I didn't make them. No, you didn't. No. It was minced lamb. Yeah. Two big slices of bread, sandwich bread, soaked in about half a pint of milk. Does it matter if it's white or brown? No, well, I use brown, but I'm sure you could use white. Okay. Um... I did ask you to put those up, darling. What did you ask me to put those, those away. Oh, sorry. So it looks sorry, neat. I'm the, uh, what do you call the kitchen porter? That's yeah, what I am. The kitchen porter, yeah. Well, will, the, will that go anywhere? Yeah. No. Well done. Right. Okay, yeah. And so I mixed the minced lamb yeah. with two slices of bread that have been soaked in milk. half a pint of milk. Yeah. I put in a handful of parsley that was chopped, a handful of mint chopped. I then put Does in Does it matter some... if it's fresh or dry? What? Did you use fresh or dry? I used fresh because I think it was nicer. Mm -hmm. I used some oregano, dried oregano, and I put in some cumin. You could have done cumin seeds and ground them up. And then I just made the meatballs and char-grilled them on the stove first to get a nice brown colour. Mm. And then I made the sauce, which is just basically two tins of fresh tomatoes, about a packet of cherry tomatoes chopped up mm. and three cloves of garlic and oh I forgot the garlic in the lamb so just hopefully Grace isn't going out yeah. for a hot date after no, this there's garlic on garlic 
So the, there's two cloves of garlic in the lamb. Um, it was, it's really easy recipe. Yeah, I think we'll put it in the notes of this episode. Yeah. And we'll put it also on our Instagram. Okay. The size of the meatballs are about, you'd a say, bit bigger than golf balls. So there's no onion in this sauce. No. How do you make the sauce? Just with garlic, two tins of tomatoes, and a bag of cherry tomatoes that I cut up to give it a bit more freshness. And it's also got a handful of parsley chopped in that, as well as basil. And I just cook that for about 30 minutes and then put the meatballs in and cook them for 20 minutes. They'd already got brown, yeah. char grilled before I put them in. But I think it's a really nice autumnal dish. It's warming. It's warming, but there's still a hint of summer. Hanging on Hanging for dear on life. For dear life. What will you, I mean, with the salad, you could, you, we were talking about whether we should put chilli in it. Yeah, I think you can put chilli in, but I want to put a, a dressing on and some feta cheese on top because I thought it would be nice, the feta with the meatballs. I'm not a confident chilli user. You are, aren't you, Jessie? Yeah, but I'm fine to not yeah. have it. Yeah. So I'm, I guess optional is a bit of red chilli, fresh tiny, red chilli. Tiny, tiny, tiny sliced red chilli. And what's the dressing on the uh, salad, Mum? Sherry vinegar, a little olive oil. And tiny bit of honey. Just and mustard? No. I didn't want to overpower the gorgeous ingredients, darling. Okay. And so, and fetter on top. Got it. All right. I love autumn. Why? It's because it's your birthday. It's been your birthday. It's been my birthday. It's been, yeah. And it's a bit sad this birthday. Why? Because it was my soissant nerf and I was going to have a big party. And I feel that we might have to play this episode out, the 60s music. I thought you were going to say something else, Mum, and I was going to really uh, rein you in. Anyway, um, but I like autumn because, yes, my birthday's here. I love Halloween, especially now I've got kids. We're already planning the outfit. She wants going to be able to do it. She wants Uncle Alex to be a pussycat again this year. My brother at the Halloween party last year got like the most sexy pussycat outfit ever. It was incredibly inappropriate for a child's party. And I think that's my daughter could find. pulled him around like he was her little cat. Um, so she says that he should be that. I don't know if that's a good idea for the new neighbourhood. Instead, I think we're going to go for Pinkie Pie, which I now have learned that she wasn't just being incredibly original with her cat name. It's actually a My Little Pony character. So, yes. And I like Autumn because... I think the produce is amazing. I'm loving the fact that squash is everywhere and it tastes the best. I've been having loads of squash and sage and I tell you what, apples are tasting the best. I know. Cox's apples. Did you not ever know Cox's apples are the best in the whole wide world? They're tasting insane at the moment. Yeah. I can't eat them with my veneers. I could cut them up for you like I do for the kids. (laughs) You'd need to. So I'd end up with two veneers stuck in them. And mum, I feel like as uh, the good Jews that we are, Sukkot. Sukkot. It's all about harvest. Yeah, harvest festival. But it is lovely to have lovely corn and courgettes. It is the best time. And if you taste that sweet corn from Sainsbury's, it is so sweet. It's proper sweet corn. And I don't know that cooking it, char grilling it makes it even sweeter, but it's divine. It's just lovely. And I think it's so easy to just kind of cut it off the well, bone. I have to because of my veneers. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's my favourite season. Everything looks beautiful and everything's tasting really great. And it's kind of like oomphy yeah. 
Do you remember last, this yeah. time last year, we went to the pumpkin patch? Are we going again? I don't know, COVID, who knows. Um, and we did a pumpkin, we had loads of pumpkins because I went slightly over the top. Um, we did a pumpkin chai cake instead of a kind of carrot cake. We did pumpkin. Oh, it was lovely, Jess. And it was really moist. Moist. <laughs> um, Isn't there that, that lovely Keats poem about autumn and about the moist air and, yeah... The word moist crops up a lot in that poem. Sorry, I thought we were doing Tabermans for a second. OK, not, uh, sorry. Sorry, Radio 4, back po in the room. Poetry for today. <laughs> anyway, it's been a real pleasure to explain one of Lenny's recipes. She did cook it. I did nothing. Can I just say that I was, for, for pudding, yeah. I want to do a fig and frangipan tart, which is just um, saying fig with almonds. almonds. And I was really looking forward to making it. Sainsbury's sent me the most delicious figs that I've eaten at least four of. And we vetoed it. Yeah, and you vetoed it. So I've made a trifle, which is super easy. It's the one in our cookbook, actually, with raspberries, Swiss roll, custard, and lot of cream on top. But can we say why we chose the trifle? We were, it was your birthday um, on Monday. We went out for dinner. Um, your son said when we went through the menu with your son, um, when we got to fig and frangipan, he said, no, 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 no. I know Grace Dent. Yeah. She won't want that. How does he know her? Because he's read her. But, <laughs> uh, she, she, he's read her articles. So we went for the more humble, modest trifle, which I love and I'm really happy, but actually now I'm quite, okay. quite regretting the fact that you didn't do the fig and frangipan. Uh, it looked beautiful, the fig and frangipan, and of course figs are seasonal, and Sainsbury's sent the most delicious one, but they have not been wasted, because I've eaten them. Oh, they, have you got any more? Yeah, there's four left. Oh, you didn't... Oh, there you go, do you want one, Prince? No. Thank you to Sainsbury's for... Providing us with fabulous ingredients. And letting this be quite a fun little extra bit to the episode. If you want us to... Do this more often, let us know. Yeah. We will we will put this recipe up in the notes of the episode and also on Instagram. But also, if you have any ideas for what we should be cooking this autumn, seeing as we do about three podcasts a week at the moment, um, we'd love to hear from you. Email us your best autumn dish at hello at tablemannerspodcast.com. And um, if you don't have any ideas and you need some, then sainsbury's.co.uk have loads of really brilliant and tasty recipes at a very reasonable price too. So if you haven't got um, an autumn recipe, go and check them out on the website. Thanks again to Sainsbury's for sending the most delicious ingredients. It's been such a pleasure to use them.
thank you for listening. Uh, the music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 